This is a Leaders Toolkit. I'm Marcus Claxton. Welcome and thanks so much for listening in. Leadership, it's not a destination. It's a constant process of growth and adaptation, of learning new skills and refining already known ones. And sometimes it's even about unlearning things. It's a lifelong journey of developing character and wisdom and equipping yourself with a range of tools, learning how to use them well. I'm so glad that you could join me here today on this journey. We've almost reached 100 downloads of the podcast. Very, very close now. And here we are in episode three. Today, we're going to discuss the attitude behind the phrase, we do hard. If you haven't already, I'd really encourage you to jump back and check out episode zero. In that episode, it's the introduction to this whole podcast series and uh, it sets the scene, describes the framework that I'm using for each episode and gives you an idea of the purpose and the reason behind why I'm doing this in the first place. I really want this to be a resource for you. I want it to be something that uh, really can help you grow and develop as a leader. And each episode, my intention is that it will start a conversation that uh, first of all, it will start a, a conversation with you internally, with yourself, that you'll ask yourself the question, how can I do better? How can I improve? How can I, what sorts of things can I change uh, to make myself a better leader? And also to start a conversation externally with those close to you, those, those people around you that are running the leadership journey with you. Last episode, we looked at uh, another attitude, uh, be worth more than you are paid where we focus on the value that we bring to the table for the task at hand above all else. And I'm really hoping that after you listen to that episode that you cho- you chose one thing, one thing that you could change or implement. Now, what was that? What was that one thing that you chose to implement or change in your life? And what have you done about it since listening to that episode? Did you involve your accountability group, those people that are close to you, that are running that leadership journey with you? Did you tell them and make yourself accountable to them? I really hope you did because that adds power to, uh, to the change that can come out of this. Anyway, enough of that. Let's dive in to episode three. Now, I am uh, a big fan of the TV series The West Wing. Um, now, it's a TV series that focuses on the goings-on in the White House uh, that follows the president and his uh, senior staff. And um, there's uh, two particular episodes. It's at the start of series four. And the episodes are called 20 Hours in America, part one and part two. And all the West Wing fans will just go, oh, yes, they are just, they're brilliant. They're absolutely fantastic. And I really find that, uh, you know, although it's a fictitious TV series, there's a lot of stuff within, um, within the episodes that really demonstrate how great teams work. And there's a, there's a lot of lessons that we can learn around leadership and around, around teams uh, through the West Wing. Anyway, in these particular episodes, there is uh, a moment in episode two, part two, where the president is, is giving a speech and he's just recently announced that he's going to be standing for re-election for a second term of, of, uh, um, of being president. And uh, in this speech, he makes this statement. The streets of heaven are too crowded with angels. But every time we think we have measured our capacity to meet a challenge, we look up and we're reminded that that capacity may well be limitless. This is a time for American heroes. We will do what is hard. We will achieve what is great. This is a time for American heroes and, 
and we reach for the stars. I just love the concept of this. And as I said, it's a fictitious series. However, there's such, um, I don't know, it, it just packs so much in, in that particular uh, speech that he gives. But particularly, we will do what is hard. And in typical Aaron Sorkin form, at the end of that episode, the very last couple of lines make reference to the speech of the president. And it's a really good indication of how well his senior, um, uh, senior staff know him and, and have the same mindset that he does. Right at the end of the episode, we have Toby Ziegler and uh, Josh Lyman, and they're just chatting. And Toby makes this statement. He says, if our job teaches us anything... It's that we don't know what the next president's going to face. If we choose someone with vision, someone with guts, someone with gravitas, who's connected to other people's lives and cares about making them better, if we choose someone to inspire us, then we'll be able to face whatever comes our way and achieve things that we can't imagine yet. Instead of telling people who's the most qualified, instead of telling people who's got the better ideas, let's make it obvious. It's going to be hard. And then Josh just finishes, and this is the last line in the whole, whole episode. He just says, then we'll do what's hard. I just love that statement. And the concept of we do hard has become a mantra for myself and my wife and one that we just now live by. And whenever we face challenges, whenever things get hard, and this could be in our, in our family, uh, in our workplace, our jobs, it could be at church, it could be wherever we find ourselves, wherever it is, whenever things get difficult, we often find ourselves looking at each other and, and just, you know, with that knowing smile, we do hard. And it's one of those things, because it's become an attitude within us, because it's become something that we know exactly what that means. We know that when we say we do hard, we're not going to back down from this challenge. We're not going to let this challenge get the better of us. We're not going to, to let this, whatever it is, the circumstances get on top of us. We are going to do whatever we can to buckle in and get the job done and get through whatever, the, whatever challenge this is. Uh, the senior pastors in our church who are also very big West Wing fans also are people that have this as a mantra for themselves. And um, as a leadership team, there have been many occasions over the years where we've looked at each other. We've, we've been facing some kind of challenging situation, whatever it is, as a team. And again, one of us will just turn and say, well, we do hard. There's so much power. There really is in a team that gets behind each other in this way, that motivates and inspires each other to tackle these sorts of challenges head on. And the emphasis here, you've got to understand that we're talking about we do hard. We're not talking about I do hard, but we. And when one person in the team says, we do hard, the rest of the team members, they nod and they understand that, yes, that means all of us. We do hard together. Uh, I've got to say, uh, our daughters, they hear us say this all the time and, and they get a bit sick of it. But it is something that we really want to drum into them that when situations, tough times come, we are going to be the sort of people that get up and actually have a go and make sure that we, we try our best to get through whatever it is. Napoleon Hill, in his book, Think and Grow Rich, and he wrote this in 1937, and he said this, one of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. 
when things get hard, it's very easy to feel like we've had a temporary defeat. When we're facing a challenge that just looks too big, when we're facing problems that we just don't seem to be able to solve. And look, we, we all encounter difficulties and challenges in life. That, that's something that's a guarantee. You know, it might be that point where you're learning something new. You might be learning to play a different sport or learning a language or a new skill for your job. And all of a sudden, you've hit this point where the learning is no longer easy. It's, it's gotten hard. And to go to that next level, to progress to where you want to be, y- you've really got to do some hard yards right there. You know, the, it might be that um, it's where there appears to be resistance at every turn. You've got this great dream. You've got this big vision. And you just don't seem to be able to get get through it. You know, they're, they're just wherever you go, whichever door you try and open, you seem it seems to be slammed shut. Well, you know, it could be times where no one seems to understand what you're trying to do. It could be uh, a moment when the task at hand just seems bigger than your existing capacity. Or it could be that point where you've reached on the sporting field where you just know, you, you know your opponent is better than you. And you've just got to find some way to get past that. If you look at the your opponent, um, you know, you, you say, well, no, they're, they're too good. I'm never going to get past them then. Well, you never will unless you try. The real big question in situations like this, and the only question that really we need to answer when we're facing challenges or tough situations and hard times is, are we going to quit or are we going to push in and give it all we've got? Are we going to do the hard things? And I've got to say, we do hard. When a person encounters, when one of us, when we encounter a challenge, a problem, something that's, you know, uh, that, that is a, a very difficult situation, there's often stress involved. And we've got to really understand as well what happens in our brains when we do hit situations like this. There's a very small area in the base of the brain called the amygdala, amygdala, I don't know how you say that, but it's something like that. And it kicks in when we feel stress. It's part of what they call or what refer to as the reptilian brain. And it's very reliable, but it's very rigid and compulsive. It's quite rule-oriented. And so it, it often triggers an automatic response. And it's, it's, it's responsible for that fight or flight mentality. You might have heard um, people talk about that. So when you come up to a, a stressful situation, your brain says, oh, no, I need to automatically go into protect mode and I need to get away from this. But what we really need to do is we need to find a way to get past that automatic response and bring the, the situation into our frontal lobe where we can actually think about it rationally. We can actually think about it and, and put aside our emotions and start to see whether there is a way through or whether we can push through. And I really find that that concept of or that attitude of we do hard enables us to get through that. See, the, the problem is the more we follow our brain's existing programming, the easier it becomes to do the same the next time. Paul Bear Bryant, a, an American college football coach, said this, the first time you quit, it's hard. The second time, it gets easier. The third time, you don't even have to think about it. And look, it's so true. Giving up when something gets hard can become a habit. And the more you follow that habit, the easier it becomes to quit when the going gets tough. But really, I think the flip side of this is also true. The more we face adversity, 
or difficulties or challenges head on, the more we tackle them and, and we, we, we just say, no, we do hard and we get stuck in and face those tough situations, the more readily we will be able to do so the next time. It builds up a resilience in us. It builds up a persistence. And so developing or, or cultivating that attitude of we do hard, it enables us to fend off what's called the amygdala hijack. It's when that uh, part of your brain jumps up and says, nope, you've got you to run, you've got to flee, you've got to get away. But we understand that at some point in our lives, we've got to do the hard yards. We've got to actually take that or make that effort to do what is hard because nothing in our lives worth something will, will come easy. M. Scott Peck, a psychiatrist and writer, said this, problems call forth our courage and our wisdom. Indeed, they create our courage and our wisdom. It's only because of problems that we grow mentally or spiritually. When we desire to encourage the growth of hu- the human spirit, we challenge and encourage the human capacity to solve problems. When we can take on problems and we, when we have a go, the only thing that can happen there is that we can grow through the process. If we don't make it this time, then we will be more equipped to tackle a similar problem the next time and maybe the, the next time we will have the success that we're after. So... As I said, you know, we, we need to look at the value proposition. We need to look at uh, the value of, of living with an attitude of we do hard. So what sort of value is there in, in living like this? Well, from a personal perspective, and again, if we go back to Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, he told a story there of a gentleman who was prospecting for gold. And uh, it, it tells the story that um, he was digging and digging and digging and he'd be He'd been digging for such a long time and hadn't found anything. And this was in the gold rush in America. And um, he was almost ready to give up. But then he said, no, I'm going to keep going. And so he dug a little bit more and realized that at that point where he was ready to give up, he was only three feet from a massive seam of gold. If he'd given up at that point, then he wouldn't have achieved, he wouldn't have been able to, to reach that or strike that pot of gold. So living with the attitude of we do hard, we're going to achieve greater things than we would if we, if we don't, if we, if we allow the hard situations to beat us and if we quit. We're going to seize hold of more opportunities in our lives if we live with the attitude of we do hard. It helps us also to stay positive regardless of what we face. I've found over the years that, you know, when I'm facing a difficult situation and I know that, well, hang on, we do hard – you know, this is not such a big problem because we do hard. We, we do that and we get through it. And uh, it enables you to stay more positive and allow, uh, you know, to stave off that, the, you know, ending up being too negative about things. The value that it brings to our relationships. Now, this is really powerful. When we live with an attitude of we do hard, it is something that you know, people see us then with, a, with a, a grit and a tenacity and a courage and perseverance. And that's something that a lot of people admire. They admire those traits in people. And the thing about those traits as well is that they're very contagious. So the more we exhibit and exude those things because we are people who do hard, the people around us, they're going to be able to, in, to be inspired to do the same. I mean, 
we respect people who are willing to have tough conversations, who get things done, who, who won't uh, dodge the elephant in the room, but will actually tackle it head on. And the more we do these things, which are the hard things, that will bring inspiration to those people around us. But probably the most important thing about our relationships, when we do hard, when we're willing to go through and, and get through those hard situations, then it enables us to be able to support others who are going through the same thing later in, in, in life. From an organisational perspective, if you can have a group of people on, on your team who all have this attitude of we do hard, so they understand that it's not just them doing hard individually, but it's the team doing hard together, then you will see uh, a greater level of productivity, you'll see a greater level, a level of resilience within your organisation and overall success as well. So how do we cultivate this attitude? Uh, you know, there's a certain element of grit and determination and commitment required, but it's really not just about clenching your teeth and digging your heels in and just saying, yep, we do hard and that's it. There's a whole lot more to it. And I think a few of the ways that we can, uh, or things that we can do to be able to cultivate this kind of attitude is first of all, step back and review the problem or the challenge objectively. Sometimes we need to just take a little bit of time out and we need to spend some time just looking over the problem or looking over the challenge because often challenges and problems, they're, seldom, they're, they're not often as big as they initially appear. What we'll find is that when we actually take a step back, that we can break, it, break those challenges down into smaller portions. It's the whole how do you eat an elephant uh, uh, concept, one bite at a time. So stepping back, reviewing objectively the problem or challenge at hand. The next thing that we can do is we can look for solutions through the problem or through the challenge. If we spend that time reviewing it objectively, then we take the time also to have a look and, and think about what we can see as the, the, the end goal, what we can see the, the future being our way through, if we can see the way through or what it's going to be like once we get through the problem or challenge. The whole idea of getting a vision for what we see as the ultimate outcome I think is very, very important. And if we can start to focus on that more than the problem itself, then we will find a way to break through and, and, and press in and do, do the hard thing. A very important aspect of cultivating this attitude of we do hard is watching our language. Watch the way that we are speaking about the problem or the challenge at hand. If we are constantly complaining, if we're saying, hey, this problem, it's, it's huge, you know, it's, it's so big, it's, it's just such a big problem in my life, then it's going to be that problem and more and more and more. But if we speak life towards the situation, if we start talking, when we're speaking with other people about it, if we start talking about the possibilities, the opportunities, if we start talking about how, you know, this is going to, you know, be a, a really, really challenging but really exciting adventure, then it's going to make it a lot easier for us to do the hard thing. Also, we've got to be ready to be flexible. Challenges often mean that things just haven't gone the way that we expected them to. And so it's very important in times like this to be, able to, be able to be able to change the way that we need to in order to get through things. We might need to make a few modifications in some other areas of our life or, or other areas of, 
of uh, the business or organisation or whatever it is in order to to be able to get through this hard or this hard thing or the, the problem or challenge at hand. Something else that enables us to cultivate the attitude if we do hard is being willing and ready to enlist assistance where needed. Sometimes we've just got to put out put up a hand and say, hey, I need some help here. And it might be help in the form of an ally, someone who can get alongside you and just, uh, you know, give you a bit of a uh, an assistance, uh, lending, lend a hand, um, help carry the load. Or it could be that you need someone who has some technical expertise that's over and above beyond what you already have. So you need an expert. Or it could be a mentor, somebody who can come in and, and speak wisdom into your life and, and help you to get through the situation in that way. And lastly, uh, one thing that we can do to cultivate this attitude is to surround ourselves with others who also have the attitude of we do hard. It is such an infectious thing. When you are a part of a team where every single member has that attitude, it is just something that you can't help but get excited about. Many men fail because they quit too soon. They lose faith when the signs are against them. They do not have the courage to hold on, to keep fighting in spite of, of that which seems insurmountable. If more of us would strike out and attempt the impossible, we very soon would find the truth of that old saw that nothing is impossible. Abolish fear and you can accomplish anything you wish. Dr. C.E. Welch said that. And I think that's absolutely true. So look, next time when you are faced with an impossible challenge, just remember, we do hard. Really, we've started the conversation here and now it's completely over to you. What's something that you can do today? What's something you can do tomorrow to start to build in yourself and cultivate further that attitude of we do hard? What's that next step that you are going to take, that change that you're going to implement in your life? What is it? And when you've decided what that's going to be, don't forget, get together with your group, that accountability group that you've got, and ask them to check in with you how you're going with implementing that change. We do hard. You can have anything in this world you want if you want it badly enough and you're willing to pay the price. Mary Key Ash, founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, said that. Well, look, my hope is that this episode has been of value to you. Uh, if it has, please subscribe to Alita's Toolkit on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Share Share it on your favourite social platform. It'd be great to see as many people benefit uh, from this as, as we can. And also check out A Leader's Toolkit uh, on the Facebook um, and uh, leave a comment there as well if you'd like. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Keep learning and growing on your leadership journey. And if you're a person of faith, stick around for my thoughts on We Do Hard from a Christian perspective. Look, in my opinion, of all people, Christians should be ready to face any challenge headlong. We should be the ones who just live with this attitude of we do hard. And for the very simple reason that Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And does that mean that oh, we can just go and do whatever we want and, and think that you know we'll be able to achieve or have success in everything? No, no, it doesn't. 
But what it does mean is that the challenges we face, we can know that Christ strengthens us through the process of, of uh, us going through those challenges, that he is always with us and he is the one providing us strength to tackle any challenge that we face. Romans 8.31 as well says, if our God is for us, who can be against us? So even when we find resistance, if our God is for us, then we know that uh, you know, he'll be there with us right through absolutely every challenge. In Isaiah 54.17, it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Once again, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So we have God on our side. He is walking with us and he, you know, all we need to do is just spend out, spend time focusing on him, asking him for guidance, asking him for direction, and he will surely give us that strength, that peace, and that hope. But finally as well, and this is probably the most important scripture when it comes to uh, facing challenges with the attitude of we do hard. In James 1, verses 2 to 5, it says, My brethren... Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When we fall into various trials, count it all joy, James says. And it's so true that when we go through trials, it is something that can build us up, something that can help us grow, help us to become ultimately more Christ-like. Well, it's been so great to be on this journey with you today. This is Alita's Toolkit. Tune in for episode four in two weeks' time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.